the Bible platform, a half-hour radio gospel ministry with the founder and general overseer of Christian Worship Center, Reverend Hansen Metal. Stay tuned and you'll be blessed. Good morning and a very hearty welcome to Bible platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we so love to hear your word, but more importantly, that it will impact our lives. Let me decrease while you increase. Holy Spirit flow. That this day, we'll have a clear picture of the church that Jesus Christ is building through you and through us. Thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I did an introduction in my previous presentation, but... What we're going to look at is the church that Jesus Christ is building. Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 16, the verse 18, let me read the New International Version of the Bible. Matthew chapter 16, the verse number 18. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Friend, there is so much, there is so much dilution and deception and destruction of lives through the lies of the devil. The Bible says that Satan has changed himself into an angel of light and so is ministers doing the same. Unfortunately, there are too many on our hands right now and souls are getting confused. People are getting confused as to what is the church? Now, if I want to associate with the church, the called out ones, how do I really identify the church that Jesus Christ is building? Of course, he's building it through human vessels, but the human vessels cannot claim to be the builders of the church. Listen to the scripture I read again in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. That is the New International Version rendering. Let me read from the King James. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. To begin with, there are three things that are revealed in this one verse of scripture. Matthew 16, 18. The first important revelation Jesus gives us is that Jesus Christ is the builder of the church. Jesus is the builder of the church. He says, I will build my church. My church. The church is my property. I will build it. The second revelation that we get from this passage of scripture, Jesus is the owner. First is the builder. Number two is the owner of the church. Number three, the gates of hell cannot withstand the church. He said the church is building the gates of hell. 
cannot withstand the church. The corporate power of the called out ones will always overcome the devil. Let me stress again. Jesus is the builder of the church. Now if for some reason God is using you and I to bring these people together to equip them, we do not then translate that to mean that we are building the church. Of course, we are co-laborers with him, and I'll get into that. But the real builder, without whom, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, without whom the church cannot be built, is Christ. The second important truth in Matthew 16, 18, as I said before, is that Jesus Christ is the owner. The church doesn't belong to you. It's not your property. It's not a family property. It's good when families of leaders, I mean, get involved in the, of course they must get involved in God's business. And that is a big, big plus. But, but that does not give them ownership. <laughs> no. The church belongs to Jesus Christ and it must be run according to church government principles and practices. Amen. You can't say it's my church. Some years back, let me digress a bit. Some years back, we had a leadership meeting and a pastor was present who said he needed counseling. So I called one of my pastors and we sat down with him and we tried to find out what his problem was and see how best we could offer counsel. Now his problem was that he started the church and so having gone through much suffering, that's what he said, having gone through much suffering, he deemed it his right to take all the offerings, all the tithes that comes in into his private account. And his wife was the one solely in charge of the church account. So the saints gather, they worship, they pray, they give the offering and the tithe, and nobody Nobody counts the money. Nobody knows. I mean, the money is lumped together, given to Bishop's wife into his private account. Now, remember, remember, our goal in this series is to identify the church that Jesus Christ is building, not the church that, I mean, any human idea within his building. Jesus said, I will build my church. Now, so... We are not in condemnation mode. We are in teaching mode. Trying to learn by the scriptures. The church Jesus is building. The pattern he has given for us to follow. If you look at Exodus 25 and Exodus 35. When God gave Moses the assignment to build the tabernacle. What did God say? He said build it according to the pattern that I have shown you on the mount. God is a God of patterns. You can't say, well, I'm going to do it for God, so I do it by heart. If you check from David, somebody died because when they were bringing the ark into Jerusalem, while God had decreed that he wanted the ark to be carried on the shoulders of Levites, David decided that this time around, what, what's wrong about building a beautiful cart, expensive cart, and, and carrier and put the ark into it? That caused somebody to die. God was not pleased with David's pattern. So when we are building or doing something for God, we must do it according to God's pattern. 
the God who has said that we should not fornicate, we should not commit adultery, will not give a prophetic word to your pastor to have sexual relationship with you before you can get that child, that blessing that you are looking for. That is the work of the devil. God does not contradict himself. You understand what I'm saying? He does not. So God here speaking to Peter, or Jesus speaking to Peter said, Peter, I'll build my church. The church belongs to me. I'm the builder. I'm the owner. And that church will be a prevailing church. The church will not be running away from witches and wizards and looking for a hiding place. The church will be on the attack all the time. Because the battle is not in the realm of the physical. When the church is on its knees, the kingdoms of this world will shake and panic. Everything had been done to try and stifle the church and destroy it. Through generations since the, the birth of the church, it never succeeded and it cannot succeed. You see, because the church is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual entity. Amen? That's the Bible says we live by faith, not by sight. So this is the church that Jesus is building. He is the builder. Number one, don't forget. Number two, he is the owner. So especially I want this to go straight into the hearts and minds of fellow pastors. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. And we must have that focus and that mentality. So there will be no fight. And when we're talking about the church, we're talking about people. They belong to Jesus Christ. And everything that the church stands for must reflect that concept. What is the material that Jesus is using? He's the owner. All of us, when we are building, use materials. Whatever you want to build. If you want to build a house, you will need some cement. You will need some, some sand. You will need some iron rods. You will need some. A lot of materials goes into building. And Jesus said, I will build. So the question is, now what is Jesus Christ using to build the church? In First Peter chapter 2, the verse number 4, this time around, I'm going to read from the contemporary English version of the Bible. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. What is the material that Jesus is using? He says, and now you, and I'm speaking to you if you are a believer, born again. You believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You were a sinner. You are no more a sinner. Now you are a saint because Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of the Lord. You are on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says you, believer, you are a living stone. Or let me go exactly what the scripture says. And now you are living stones that are being used to build a spiritual house. So here we go. You and I, who have believed in Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, are stones that Jesus is using to build his house his church. Why living stones? Because stones, ordinary stones don't breathe. They, they, they are inanimate objects. They don't have life within them. But you and I breathe. And we hear, we see, we, I mean we go through all the motions of life. And so we are alive. And because we are alive, we are stones, but we are not dead. We are living stones that Jesus Christ is using to build his church. So it is not a one-man show. It is not a one-man thing. Listen to what he says. Now you are living stones, plural, that are being used to build a spiritual house. 
So if I remove myself from the hands of Christ and say, no, I don't want me, you to put me together with these guys. Meanwhile, they are also believers. I mean, Christ died for them and Christ has redeemed them. And I'm saying, now, now then I cannot be of use to the master. That's why Jesus said, you want to follow me? You must die to self. You must die to serve. And Paul the Apostle says what? I die daily. So back to point. Jesus is building his church. And the material is using is you and I. We are living stones that is using to build a spiritual house. Let me continue with that scripture. It says, you are also a group, believers, of holy priests. And with the help of Jesus Christ, you will offer sacrifices that please God. Hallelujah to the ancient of days. With the help of Jesus, because he's the builder. So with his help, we will build or offer sacrifices that please him. Now, remember that in the New Testament, our sacrifices are not sheep and goat and cows and no way Jose. The blood sacrifice has been dealt with. Jesus Christ has taken it out of the way by the shedding of his own blood. Now the sacrifices we offer include the time we invest in witnessing to others about the saving grace of God. The money, the materials that we invest in the kingdom of God. The, the, the sacrifice of our lips. The sacrifice of praise, the Bible says, which is the fruit of our lips. These are spiritual sacrifices. These are spiritual sacrifices. You, you cannot see most of them with the natural eye. But they are sacrifices that we are called to build. And this is where Christ is bringing us to use us to build his church, the body of Christ, in which he dwells by his spirit. You are listening to the Bible platform with Revenants and Metal. Stay tuned. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. The second material Jesus is using that I want to highlight on is our bodies. Your body and my body is part of the material Jesus is using to build his church. So Romans 6, 12 and 13, contemporary English version of the Bible. Romans 6, verses 12 and 13. It says, don't let sin rule your body. Hallelujah. Don't let sin rule your body. So if somebody comes to you and say, I'm prophesying to you, God said you should have a relationship with somebody's husband who said my wife is troubling me, so blah, 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 blah. You match it with the word of God and you know that this cannot be God because bottom line, the strongest voice of prophecy is the word of God, the Bible. Anything that contradicts it, throw it into the dustbin. It's not from God. So do not or don't let sin rule your body. In other words, he's saying that 
you have the power, you have the ability, you have the capacity to stop sin from ruling over your body. Otherwise, he wouldn't say don't let it. He said don't let sin rule over your body. After all, your body is bound to die. So don't obey his desires or let any part of it become a slave to evil. Now, I want you to know the emphasis on don't let. Don't let any part of it become a slave to evil, which means the the power to allow it to be or not to be, to do or not to do, has been invested in us through the Holy Spirit. Through the indwelling Holy Spirit, we can say to our bodies, you know what, I'm not going to get involved in this. And listen, folks, you don't sit there and pray when the threat is alive, kicking staring you at the face you are in an atmosphere that is charged with evil and seduction and you you say i'm sitting there and I'm, you don't pray in that atmosphere but bible says flee you run you get up and get out of there young people if you are in the company of other folks like yourself whatever they call themselves christians or non-christians the language the music everything that is being churned out is tearing at you and you realize that you are under threat of falling into sin. You know sin when you see it. You don't have to mess around with it. Get up. Leave that place. You will say, well, maybe I'll lose some friends. The best friend you can ever have is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You don't hate anybody. You, you don't behave like everybody is dirty or everybody is filthy. But hey, you make your stand clear that God says it, I do it. God says not to do it, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. You can call me any name you want to call me, I'm out of here and walk out. Amen? You can grow in the spirit by going to a club, you know that. So why fool yourself? You are the material Jesus Christ is using and I've told you already your body is a stone and I'm now highlighting on the fact that it is your body. That he wants you to be careful about. Because it's a material that he's using. It says in the verse 13, Romans 6, Give yourselves to God as people who have been raised from death to life. I like it when the Bible gives us responsibility. Because if we are not careful, the impression that will be created is that once you become a Christian, you become kind of like zombie. You don't have a choice. I mean, you, you've been thrown about everything. You become like a, kind of like a machine. That is not God. God respects our will. That's why he's, he has the ability, he has the power to force everybody to worship him. He wouldn't do that. God simply wouldn't do that. He wants us to come according to our own volition and will and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to, I want to give you my life. I want to serve you. I want to worship you. I want to be your child. That's not an imposition. And so Christ invites us. Whosoever will may come. And I pray that even as we go through this study, if you are out there under the sound of my voice, you have never thought about giving your life to Jesus, here is a beautiful and wonderful opportunity for you to step out and say, Yes, Lord, today I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. And I want to become part of the material that you are using to build your church. This is the church Jesus is building. 
the people who are conscious of sin and who will not compromise sin, but will give themselves, they give themselves to the Lord. He says, make every part of your body a slave that pleases God. Remember, I'm reading the contemporary English version of the Bible. Make, make the responsibility is yours. Make every part of your body a slave that pleases God. So there are things we can do to please God. After the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we can please God by the life we live. We can please God by offering our bodies. Because the material Jesus is using is our bodies. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why the Holy Spirit indwells us. Because there are things that we can never do. In fact, living a godly life is out of our reach without the indwelling Holy Spirit. He lives the life of Christ through us. So it doesn't become a struggle. Once we are yielded, hey, everything falls in its proper place. And we don't have to struggle. Only if we are willing and we are obedient. Isaiah said, we will eat of the good of the land. Praise the name of the Lord. The material Jesus is using. Now number three. He's not only using our bodies. He's not only using us as living stones. But Jesus Christ is using our born again spirits. Our born again spirits to build this church. Romans 7, 4 says this. And I quote. That is how it is with you, my friends. You are now part of the body of Christ. Now, when you talk about the body of Christ, talk about the universal church. It's not talking about Christian Worship Center, Methodist Church, Anglican Church, Church of Pentecost. These are denominations. The body of Christ is made up of every single person, human being who received Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. Whether in Kenya, Keta, or Kulungungu, every single believer who receives Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior becomes connected in the Spirit. We are connected in the Spirit and we form the church. Now, remember, the church is not the same as the chapel. The chapel is where we, we meet and pray. The church is people. And I'm saying, according to the word of God, that once we become believers in Christ, we become part of the body of Christ, part of the universal church. So there are a lot of people I have not seen. I may never see them. I may never be in the same local church with them, but I'll meet them in heaven because we are part of the same body, the same church. Hallelujah. And so you are now part of the body of Christ and are dead to the power of the law. You are free to belong to Christ who was raised to life so that we could serve God. You are free to belong to Christ who was raised to life so that we could serve God. That resurrection power is imputed and imparted to us. Understand what I'm saying? So our spirit man now which is regenerated is now used by God through the indwelling Holy Spirit who has ignited our spirit man so that we can serve God acceptably. So friends, what material is Jesus Christ using to build the church? You and I, as living stones, is using our bodies, is using our born-again spirits. Now number four, is using our time. 
all of us are operating on borrowed time. Soon and very soon. Sometimes I see posters around town and they splash at the top of the poster, gone too soon. Immediately I see those posters, I know somebody died and probably the person died at a very early age and so they write gone too soon, meaning he should have lived many more years or probably the expectation of the people was that he would have lived longer than the time that he went. But that should serve as notice. In any case, even if I live to be 100, it will still be gone too soon. Because if we are serving a God who a thousand years is just like a split of a second in his eyes, the time factor becomes something that is not really relevant with him. But with us, because we are living on borrowed time, we have an expiry date on the time we are going to spend here. Jesus Christ wants to use our time to reach souls, to build his church. John chapter 9, verse 4. The master himself said this, I must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. If Jesus is saying that he must work within the confines of the time he had been given, the time is coming when no one can work, who am I to say that I have all the time in the world to mess up? Beloved, Jesus is building his church. Get that straight into your mind. The church belongs to Jesus. He's the owner of the church. He's the builder of the church. It's not me. Not, not any bishop. Not any pope. Jesus is the builder. We are just stones that he's using. And we form the body of Christ. Universal. And everybody who is a believer in Christ is joined to that body of Christ. You and I. We can't afford to waste our time. We can't afford to be lackadaisical, be lazy, be in compromise mode. Wasting our time on denominational issues that do not matter. The name of the game is winning souls. Building the kingdom of God. Making sure that we depopulate hell and bring souls to a saving knowledge of Jesus. I'm telling you what. If you belong to a church where it's just like you are a shoe being polished. You are not being challenged to rise up and do something for Jesus. You are in the wrong place. I'm sorry. You are in the wrong place. Jesus wants your life. Because you are a living stone. He wants your body. You can't do whatever you like with your body. You cannot be sleeping around with everything in trousers, everything in skirt and blouse. He wants your body to use to build his kingdom. Come on. Somebody, he also wants your time. For those of us who are believing in Jesus, I don't have time. I don't have time. You have time. You have decided to use your time for things that are not relevant with the things of God. On your job, you can show love. In such a way that somebody will be attracted to the way you behave. I mean, maybe they are not treating you well. But when they are in need, you step out and help them. It will force them to ask the question, why? What is happening here? Then the door is open for you to tell them, I didn't do it for you because I was stupid. or you know, But because Jesus endures me and he commands me and he uses me. He is the reason for all that I've done for you. Through that, you become a powerful witness to the Lord. And God is going to bless you and make your life fulfilling. Thank you once again for listening to Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Anson, better saying bye for now. We're still talking about the church. God willing, next week. God bless you. Bye. Been listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal for prayers.
counseling and answers to your questions. Contact Reverend Metal on 0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Tuesday, same time. God bless you. Your grace.